All right, welcome to the Humans of YIC podcast. Um, today's first question would be, what is the most important thing to you? The most important thing to me um, would definitely be my church, my church life. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily involve, obviously, church life and also my, my family, so my wife and our baby that's on the way. Oh, beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so... Definitely my church life. I think the church, uh, you know, not going sort of for a traditional Sunday school answer. Yeah. I think the church life would be through partaking of the liturgy on the Sunday, mm-hmm. through the services of the week. It allows me to, um, you know, reignite my, mm-hmm. my, uh, my relationship with Christ. Um, you know, you might have a very difficult week during the week. You might come into church, just sometimes sitting in church, you know, the serenity and the, and the peacefulness of the church, I think really ignites that relationship mm. with Christ. And I find that as I get closer to Christ, you know, it's an ongoing struggle. I find that through the church, through the community, through the services, through the Bible study, the readings, um, I'm able to carry on through my life. And from what I learn in the church, I can apply that at home with my, with my wife. Wow. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, where where do you think, or what what's a um, notable experience where you've felt um, that sort of peace and serenity and presence of God in your life, um, perhaps outside of the church, you know, at work or at home or you know, with a with with a friend? Okay, so where have I experienced peace outside of church? Yeah. So. I would say it's with my friends mm. and I would say the reason is because I know it's hard to say it's outside of church but I think it still does stem yeah. from the church. Um, so it'd be with my friends who might, who might share in the same, um, same hobbies, same, uh, same interests and I think it's just that peace with your friends, genuine friends, not the friends that just go to hang but genuine friends who, you know, if you're going through a tough time you can talk to them and you have that openness and that clarity yeah. and that companionship as well. So I would say definitely close companions and friends. Mm, lovely. Thank you. Um, now, the next question that I have for you is um, what is your life philosophy? My life philosophy? It's a very dense question. It's a very dense question and <laughs> You can talk about this for three days yeah, you, or... You could talk about it for a year. For a year. <laughs> my life philosophy. I think my life philosophy is to genuinely love those around you, regardless of the circumstances, and that will allow you to treat others just as much as you would like to be treated. Wow. So I think... Um, could you elaborate on that? Yes, I can. I'm just trying to think how I can. Take your time. Um, so I think. So I think, in terms of genuinely loving everyone, I think naturally, as humans, as part of our you know, our weak nature, it is quite normal for me to look at something or somebody and automatically identify the faults in them. Yeah. Without looking at myself in the mirror, mm. I think if we take all that negativity out. And you look at the fruitfulness that's in an individual, look in the fruitfulness in whether it's that boss who's giving you trouble at work, you know, that friend who keeps on bugging you all the time. Mm. You put all that to the side and you look at the goodness that's in them. If you take all that negativity and that, um, you know, and that tribulation that's in that person uh, or in the situation and you treat them with genuine love, that Christ-like love, I think that's something that will make you more at peace and more comfortable throughout your life. Mm. Um, And... Because I'm, if I'm treating an individual in that way, 
um, you know, I'll treat them as I'll be treating myself or my or my wife or my family member. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a um, you know it's a domino effect where if I do that to one individual, it'll be passed on to others. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can aim to have this type of quality of life, I think we'll make the world a much better place. Wow, that's yeah. that's really insightful, really meaningful. Um, now, love, what a topic to to talk about. Can you? Can you briefly, or not so briefly, elaborate on what love means to you? What you know—that's that was the first thing you went to when I asked about your life philosophy, which is really a really grand thing for you to say. Yeah. Why? I think love, you know, stems obviously from our church and from our faith. Yeah. Um, and looking at um, you know our role model, you know Christ, you know the ultimate love was to lay down his life. For us, so I think I think that sacrificial, that sacrificial love yeah. is what we need to um, try and you know aspire to have. Um, so in terms of sacrificial love, I think other type of love is communal love. So it's not that selfish love where I want things for myself. I think it's that love where um, I can actually give that giving love. Mm. And I think if you put all those aspects together, if you put a, you know an element of sacrifice and an element of giving lack of selfishness um, putting others above me it doesn't mean that you neglect yourself because you obviously need to give yourself some sense of priority Um, I think that will create sort of an ultimate community or an environment um, which will be nurturing for all for all people I think um, Pope Shenouda said something very lovely where he said you know you might not be able to give someone something but even just a smile I'm not sure of the exact words, yeah. but I think if you can just give them even a smile, that will go a long way. And that mm-hmm. smile is an element of love, which I yeah. think. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's what I think it, what it means when I talk about love. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. Um, previously, you were talking about um, you know, your involvement within the church and, and mm. the importance that holds within you. Um, and I believe you um, do a lot of service for you know, your church and other churches. Could you sort of um, explain to... Explain to us what what that entails and how you sort of came about starting off, you know, as a servant and what that required of you that would have required a lot of love and a lot of sacrifice, um, especially, you know, at the beginning and even now you're saying, you know, you've got a pregnant wife, you're soon going to be a father, so that means, you know, your priorities change and life's going to get harder and harder. Yep. Um, how is it that you manage your service and how did you come about, you know, starting off in the yeah. service? I think it depends on um, how we define service. I think that's what it's look at, what we look at. You know, service doesn't necessarily mean I am providing something to someone. Mm. I think service is actually where you take. You, you actually take the blessing of yeah. that service as well. That's a nice so way of looking at it. I think so. The way I look at services, you know, for example... Um, it's not necessarily committing to every week, Thursday, Tazbihah or Thursday, yeah. Bible study. It's more, no, I'm coming to church so that I can take something out of that service and be able to apply it to the community as well mm-hmm. um, and also to my own personal life. So I think that life of service is, is quite important and it's not that traditional, you know, service doesn't necessarily involve being you know, a Sunday school educator. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to organize camps. You know, service can be something as simple as you complete the liturgy and you might do a secret service such as cleaning up the church after, for mm. example, putting books away. I think if you offer something to Christ um, and you might be that pillar of light that someone else might notice and then once again it is that domino effect. Mm. That's what I think, yeah. How do you um, try to apply uh, 
service in your life outside of church? Obviously, that you know, you spoke about love and, and the small sort of acts of love that we're able to do um, so freely and so easily. How is it that we can apply that? Um, how how is it that we can apply a sense of service um, in either of the definitions outside of church? You know, in the workplace or yep. at school or at university or with strangers that we meet. Yep, I think you know. Definitely, it's a, it's a um, question that has many sort of uh, many elements to it. But I think if I was to try and apply service to outside the church environment, um, I think it's I think it would stem back to what I've learned in the church and how I, and how I, can I apply it. So, service, for example, in the workplace, for example, might be something simple as. Um, you know, offering maybe, you know, going on a lunch break, you might ask your colleague, hey, would you like me to grab you a coffee or something as well? Mm-hmm. So I think once, you know, you're being, that, um, you're being that pillar of light for Christ and trying to imitate Christ, it might be something as simple as that. You know, mm-hmm. for example, from there, something looking at home, I'll then apply that service to my, to my wife. Mm-hmm. And what it means is coming back to putting their needs above mine. Obviously, you need to give yourself that, um, the, uh, you know, that element of... Um, you need to prioritize yourself as well. It doesn't mean you neglect your own yeah. health. But I think also just keeping, you know, coming second. And I don't mean that in a worldly manner where you put yourself down and you, you don't appreciate yourself. I think it means putting the needs of others, getting that blessing, and then Christ will reward you in the, in his own way. Yeah. That's what I think. Mm, yeah. That's Probably a bit of a airy-fairy answer. but um, No, not at all. But that's how I would look at it myself. Yeah. Yeah. 